0: How are your butts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They they are disappointingly empty. As you know, I like big butts (laughs) and I like them to be full. And and we have gone, well, just ages with that. When did it last rain? Well, it sort
0: of did a token effort, didn't it? It sort of just did this sort of strange rainy thing. No, it
1: didn't no in fact we heard thunderstorms and they trundle as they always do along the top of the the other side of the downs nothing in worthing not Uh, a drop
0: oh here we had we had we had some rain but it lasted about five minutes so uh Mm. yeah i too have empty butts yeah no i could do with some moistness in my Good,
1: yes exactly so if anyone can help with that
0: Welcome everyone to oh episode
1: 117. Brilliant, That's another yeah. classy intro. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name's Joe Davis, and this is Nick Page, who's forgotten how to do intros.
0: Yeah, but we've just had a lot of problems getting this Yes, yeah, I we? know.
1: We've done it about 12 times already, I'm and now we're using
0: Zoom live. instead of Skype, and I'm very oh, confused. And I'm quite tired, and yes, you know, I know. Thank you, thank you for the wine, by the way. You sent me some I wine. I did. Happy you,
1: birthday. Thank you very much How indeed. old are you? Just remind the listener how much older you are than me, because that'll make me feel good as well.
0: Uh, I don't well, if I want to give those kind of personal details out, okay. but uh, let's say I'm not quite uh, 60. Okay. Blimey,
1: is it that much? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not quite 60. Wow. Are you in your 60th year? Don't give away your age, but just uh, just nod or something. Yeah. Well well everyone <laughs> and now if
0: i may give you another gesture thank you oh bless you, yeah, bless you. i received so listen that our butts may be dry but yes. i am really enjoying gardening oh it's great isn't it i have been propagating basil have you had as basil? There's a, there's, this is a whole new world of innuendo, you know. I, previously, we were restricted to bird watching, and now we can go down this
1: route. I've still been bird watching. I've did blue tits. In fact, in fact, literally this morning, I watched the second blue tip fledge, and it did this spectacular flight from the bird box it's been nesting in straight into the fence opposite. Seems <laughs> yes. to have survived. But nature's brutal, oh. isn't it? There's there's these sort of mean magpies all around that basically uh, yeah, take every yeah. egg and every young bird. Uh, grr.
0: I don't like magpies.
1: No, nor do I. They're nasty bits of work. They're
0: probably a gang, aren't they, magpies? I suppose so. Anyway... Listen, up. Um, talking of Bootle, there's been a lot of uh, stuff in the papers about um, Dominic Cummings, to, to whom you bear a little resemblance in that you are bald. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks. Like he. I'm hoping that's one of the only resemblances. Yeah, there's not
0: much else. There's not much <laughs> else. I don't see you as a Svengali or no. a No well, Do you know thing.
1: what? There's, I mean, again, here we are. You know, we've, we've lost Brexit. We've got something new to get angry about. And again, the internet mm. was just... Full of it, and i and I must admit I almost joined in at the weekend. I was so outraged at one point i I felt a snarky, witty comment coming on, but I was quite pleased I managed to stop myself um but you know it's it's back to that whole thing about what's the right place of kind of anger at injustice i mean, regardless of whether this this is injustice yeah. let's let's not go down the whole argument over that. I have my views, and I'm sure you have yours, but you know like what how do you do it without getting without raging so much i mean it just seemed to me there was an awful lot of misplaced anger around on sunday i think everyone is fed up of this whole lockdown and suddenly there was you know someone to have a go at and you know i i like i say i'm not that great a person i would have happily joined in to be honest at times but i could see that it wasn't the right thing you know that of all the injustice in the world that probably doesn't warrant you know, my emotional energy, actually.
0: Well, I think, it, yes, that's a good, the emotional energy thing. I saw this interview with an athlete on the BBC Sports website, which is a bit yeah. pointless visiting the BBC yeah. Sports website at the moment because yeah. there is no sport. But um, she was saying about how relate, a relationship she was in, and she mm. was saying it was a bit, she realised it was a bit like um, having one of those apps open on your phone that just drains the battery the whole time. Oh. And you you know you're not really aware of it, it's just running yeah. along and it just drains the battery yeah. and I think outrage can be like that it can just drain your battery really yeah exactly right um I mean at the moment i i I may have to break off this call to to um you know take a phone call
1: yeah um, to do
0: with the, the non delivery of my laptop oh, no
1: <laughs> please which is, no. Still.
0: yeah just Twenty-three days and counting. But what's really fascinating about it is that I do find myself getting really nervous and anxious and angry yeah. about it. Yeah. I just think that there's rather now it's rather heroic the fact that they you know their their determination of this company never to call me back when they yeah. they decide to and so I think it may be God teaching me patience really saying you know no no <laughs> yeah. they are going to I'm going to get them to promise Nick they'll call him back at a certain time but then they won't do it so but it is mm. seriously it's kind of like. Are you beyond you know, I feel, rage? I feel but... it. Well, I might, I might have got slightly beyond rage. I might have just got into impotence despair. But with the <laughs> Cummings thing, I don't know. It's, it's. I thought the. um Did you see the vicar who asked the question mm. to Matt Hancock about it?
1: No, but about, I think it was Martin Paul from Brighton. It is, yeah, Martin yeah. Paul yeah from I know Brighton, yeah. He's a lovely man. And,
0: well, I thought that was a good way because it was a sort of positive thing. It was saying, well, okay. What about all these other people who've been fined for doing the same thing? Are you going to look at that? And that's about justice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so I think you're right. There's no point getting angry, really. I think that I I do. I do wonder whether we're right to have different expectations of people in authority. I I think we are in a way, but that's not really a logical position. I
1: understand that, but it. Well, is it, I think it might be logical if you're the lawmaker who's making laws about things and then you're kind of twisting them as much as you possibly can when other people, I mean, obviously I'm dealing with people all the time who are heartbroken, they're not attending loved ones funerals and everything, you think, well, you know people really need some comfort and support and they really need to pay their last respects and they're not. And that's just some of the sacrifices people have been making far greater sacrifices than that. Nurses, doctors who don't see their own children, yes, you know, who are choosing to live away from home, who are doing all that, who I'm sure they could argue exceptional circumstances sometimes to have.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, maybe themselves. the way around is to think of a positive sort of, uh, not punishment, but, but consequence, that uh, sanction mm. that he has to do. I would suggest doing deliveries. If he, mm. if he wants to drive a long way, <laughs> yeah. I would suggest we get him... Yeah, we get working him doing for deliveries. Amazon. Yeah. Well, he, he could start with my laptop. <laughs> yeah, he could. Yeah. Anyway, oh, right, sorry. well, that was interesting. That was well, an
1: interesting start. Yes. <laughs> anyway. We should get going, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. Shall we? Shall we? Feedback? Feedback, feedback, feedback. OK, right. So Scott says this. Hi, Joe. Just another email saying how much we enjoyed the podcast, uh, blah, blah, blah. In a recent episode, someone had shortened Nick's name to just N. Well... Yeah, it's because Nick does that. Uh, so so just, you know, anyway, he says, I can understand that it's such a faff having to write out a whole name. We've even shortened our kids' names to N1 and N2, a mistake giving them <laughs> names starting with the same letter. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, he says, in what I think was the same episode, N uh, mentioned a red daily service uh, from the Anglican Church. He said he put a link on your website, but I can't find it. Please could you send it to me, a point out where you hide these things on the website do we hide them we sometimes get these these uh things we put the links on the episode
0: page on the website so if you mm. go to the website you'll see the latest episodes on top right normally and you can see there's a the there's a menu drop down item of previous episodes or if you use a podcast app on your phone or whatever normally you'll find the links as part of the notes that, that go with the program if you just sort of scroll down or maybe there's another screen but there's normally they're normally on the app so they're normally there Um, Joe sometimes put things on Facebook, but I don't link to those because, you know, I'm not um, a fan.
1: Listeners, I don't understand anything of what he just said, but just do as Nick says. Um, When he (laughs) says we, we normally put them, he does mean he. Uh, Yes, this is true, actually. Yes, Joe
0: hasn't mastered the art of being helpful.
1: No, no. Anyway, I'm excited about this next email. This is from from someone who calls himself St. Dave of Rhino. Who is, of course, a very dear friend of ours. And he says this Dear Nick and Joe, sitting on my sofa staring at an empty bottle of Knob Creek reminded me in various ways of you both, (laughs) (laughs) and that I'd been meaning to write to you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for your <laughs> I know this one. Thank you for your love and prayers during my recent stay in hospital, and even for my podcast mention, it was quite an extreme length to go to just to get on your show. and Nick, just to reassure you, this illness, unlike many of my other ones, didn't seem to be brought on by reading one of your books. He says, "I found Steve's email from the ninth of May episode about trying to just understand how God's goodness is prevailing through this crisis, and the chat about connectedness and prayer from that show really helpful." Interestingly, my experience of illness and prayer touched on these areas too. When I first experienced the pain of blood clots in my lung, and I didn't know what was going on then, I remember asking God out loud where He was and why didn't He seem so? Why did He seem so distant in these moments? I wasn't praying for healing, but just a reassurance that God was interested in our suffering. That cry got answered in unexpected ways over the next couple of days. Some were dramatic, thanks to my African Pentecostal colleague who had already discovered from God that I was ill and needed prayer before anyone else told them. Some, mystical. Thanks, Joe, for the encircling prayer. Genuinely, I did have an experience of being circled by the love of God and God's people. Some were just fun and made me cry with laughter, thanks to your American listeners, Lacey, John and Avo for their prayer dance. I didn't get dramatically healed physically. Some good old-fashioned NHS care is doing that job. But I did discover God right next to me, understanding how I felt. And also I discovered the joy of being connected to so many people of different types of faith across multiple continents willing to spend time and effort praying for me. I'm part of a WhatsApp slash Zoom prayer group at my hospital while we have been seeing some amazing recoveries in people we've been praying for we've also seen many sad losses of life i don't understand the theology of this why does god sometimes seem to act and sometimes seem to have gone to sleep but i think what i've learnt through this is something about what it means to be whole and what it is we're praying for physical healing is great and i think occasionally occurs as a result of prayer but true healing and wholeness is much more than that To know that God is with us right here, closer than the air we breathe, and that we are connected to a community of loving, prayerful people, is real healing, unshakable, regardless of pain, suffering or death. I think that's God's goodness prevailing. Excellent. What a lovely email. Thank you so much, Dave. Mm. Um, Much love to you and much wisdom in your reflections there, I think. I mean interesting that the email he was responding to from uh, Steve, another friend yeah. of the show
0: is yeah. Steve's also a doctor, so there's two doctors sort of having that yeah. this deep experience of what it, uh, yeah. you know the spirituality of this time
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> So, what a lot happens in between emails. So, Nick just got his phone. This is a nightmare, this podcast, isn't it? We've had yeah. so many technical problems. Are you eating, by the way? Oh, yeah, I found some olives. I went, I went oh, away. went for sake. I love olives. I haven't eaten. I came in and i oh, podcast. Right, 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 right. People anyway, what's Well, we all want to know how
0: you got on, then. Oh, you don't? Well, what happened? I got a phone call. Didn't I? Yeah, I got the okay. phone call. Well, is it resolved now? Are you gonna get your No, of course it's not resolved. They're calling me back by the end of the day.
1: Okay. Good.
0: It was interesting though, because I was getting quite you know, I could feel myself coming mm. back to that earlier bit. This yeah. is an odd podcast, isn't it? Yeah, Come back is. to that earlier bit. I could feel myself getting very angry at that yeah. person. It's not the person No, it's, it's not exactly, that customer service thing. person's fault. No, exactly. So I sort of did withdraw, I did pull back at that point and well I was done. very holy about
1: it. Good. Well, well done. I'm very proud of you.
0: And I called down for judgment on
1: them. Obviously, being no. holy, I called
0: I called thunder and lightning, and uh, I
1: believe God <laughs> smote them. Good. Well, so that's that, good. That's a lovely happy ending. Yeah, good to, to the story. Anyway, let's okay. carry on. Let's carry on with fun things. Shall we? Go okay. On. Well, look. Let's carry on with something that is actually fun. From Lisa, she says here's a little story about stealing things accidentally from cathedrals. So if that, <laughs> if this doesn't cheer you up. Nothing will it. <laughs> <laughs> she says. A few years ago, I was a guest preacher at Peterborough Cathedral. As is often the case at cathedrals, there are a number of services after each other, with not a lot of time in between. After the service, we all hurried off to a side room for coffee, as the next service we were already setting up ready. After coffee and a lovely chat with the people we'd attended, I got in my car, drove back to Oxfordshire, I called in at Ikea on the way, and also, as I was out anyway, I popped in to see a friend for tea and ended up staying a few hours... Tea may have turned into a cheeky little prosecco. I couldn't possibly comment. When I finally got home at 8pm I checked my phone and there were about 20 missed calls on my phone which I hadn't checked all day. I looked down and realised I was still wearing the radio mic from the service. (laughs) (laughs) I phoned the cathedral immediately. turns out they'd spent ages looking for the microphone that had randomly disappeared and just called me on the off chance I'd put it somewhere that they couldn't find. I apologised profusely and promised to send it back the next day, which I did with a little tin of biscuits and a note. Anyway, silly story, but just thought it might make you giggle. It did, Lisa. We needed that at this point in the day, so thank you. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Very good. that's good. Yeah. Okay, and then um, we had a nice one from Rachel who says this: "Hi, Joe and Nick. Thank you for the podcast. I really enjoy listening every week. It never fails to give me something to reflect on. Since last week's episode, I've been thinking about Jesus and what has shaped my understanding of him." She says, "I do believe he was God and man somehow, but as a man, he brought us such a compelling message of God's kingdom being something for now and for all, rather than a prize for those who ticked all the boxes in this." In this one, he himself was someone who drew people to him and made them feel part of the larger something, but in a very individual way, which is how I think it still works today. There were three things that particularly shaped my pictures of Jesus. He says the first was watching a play in the Half Moon Theatre in Mile End in the early 90s. An actor whose name I forgot was presenting Mark's gospel, all of which he had learned as a one man show. She says he told the story from beginning to end as though we were the audience were listening to him telling us his story. It felt very Hmm. different to the series of unconnected Bible stories, which was how I'd previously been introduced to Jesus at Sunday school. I followed this up by reading John's gospel from beginning to end, as you would any other storybook. And again, was struck by the compelling nature of Jesus' message in person and how much the disciples must have struggled with much of what he said until they looked back on it afterwards when it all made a lot more sense. The third thing is also a film recommendation, although I hesitate to recommend it to everyone. I love it, but it may be a bit Marmite for some. It is Jesus of Montreal, Certificate 18, which I first saw at about the same time. In it, a group of actors are doing a new version of the Passion Play at the Basilica, and their own lives start to echo the story they are portraying. Every time I watch it, I notice another line, which makes me think
0: great i've also seen that but i can't honestly remember a thing about it know i've seen it <laughs> yeah aren't, aren't people's aren't people's faith journeys interesting yes they are the way that they come about and the stepping stones yeah i'm always interested to hear that so if if you've got any more to share people um yes. do let us know by yeah. emailing joe but yeah but the things yeah. that have had an impact on your faith journey i think that'd be really interesting yeah that, yes
1: indeed anyway. yeah well said joe at midfaithcrisis.org in case you want yeah anyway thank you rachel thank you rachel <laughs> Good. So let's centre down, shall we? Well, mm. Shall we? Dear listener, uh, side <laughs> note, just, Nick has just had to break off yet again. This, <laughs> I have never known in the history <laughs> of 117 episodes, we have uh. never had this many problems. <laughs> and you had another phone call. Is it sorted now?
0: Yeah. No, oh, it's going to be elevated uh, to another manager.
1: Oh, well. That's... And they're going to
0: call me back tomorrow. I I really am being tested in the furnace. Actually, first world problems, isn't it? And all that. Anyway, there we go. Yeah. Yes. So calm, peace. Mm. 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 I'm centering down. You
1: finish the email. Mm. Okay. And PC Anonymous. Do you remember PC Anonymous? I remember PC Anonymous. Yes, well, hello, hello, hello. Uh, dear, Thank yeah, you. I'm sure he loves <laughs> I can't that. I believe you uh, do. <laughs> sorry, I apologise unreservedly, PC Anonymous. He says this Dear Joe and Nick, thanks again for your continued work on the podcast. I resonated with Joe when talked about the big questions such as Jesus being God and how it's hard to give a good answer. For me, working in the police completely shattered the way I used to view the spiritual stuff, which I was so certain about when I was younger. Working in and being being surrounded by the realities of the physical world, I guess I've lost all understanding of anything that's not directly linked to life on earth. As I'm sure leading funerals, being a doctor, or working in other challenging roles would have an effect on us. I call it the theology of I don't know. I quite like this. I don't know whether there was a virgin birth. I don't know whether hell exists and so on. All these questions don't seem to matter when I know that Jesus wants me to love the person in front of me. I've come to feel more at ease with my doubts. And weirdly enough, it feels a lot easier to talk to non-Christians about where I'm at now than I did a few years ago when I felt they would burn eternally if I didn't convert them. I also love the quote about dropping the knife. Kind regards PC Anonymous. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, that's really good stuff there. Um... Thank you. I love The Theology of I Don't Know.
0: The Theology of I Don't Know is a great thing, isn't it? That's going to be one of our
1: phrases from now on, I think. I think it probably is. So thank you, PC Anonymous, for that. And uh, because you are anonymous, I'll claim it for our own. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. When yeah. Nick's Copyright book, free. When Nick's <laughs> very successful book, The Theology of I Don't Know, comes yeah. out, makes yeah, him a millionaire. Exactly.
0: <laughs> they'll say of me, they'll say, he's like Karl Barth, only
1: with more shrugs of the shoulders.
0: Again,
1: <laughs> huh? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. OK. Matt says this. Hi, Joe and Nick. Episode 116 was really good. I like episodes that are longer and where you two disagree.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a rather voyeuristic
1: sense of gladiatorial combat to it, isn't there? <laughs> ah uh, stick around matt there's gonna be plenty more <laughs> he, says, he says the question of which is more important belief or action is really interesting i'm convinced that our actions demonstrate what sort of person we are far more than what we believe does i think jesus was getting at this in the story of the good samaritan but i do recognize that what we believe will influence our behavior our actions reveal the beliefs that lie underneath What I can't see so clearly is how specific theology will automatically lead to certain behaviours. Yeah, this is good. He says, take Joe's example of pastors who abuse their wives and atheists who treat women with respect. Seems to me here that the underlying belief or value is to do with the equality, rights and dignity of women. I don't see how a belief or not in the divinity of Jesus will directly affect this. Perhaps Nick can explain... He says, I've come to understand that loving what is good is more important than believing in God. I too have many atheist friends who act with honesty, love, and integrity. I do believe in God, and I'm sure that when I'm nice, it makes him happy, but making God happy isn't the only or even the best motive for being good. Another good question is where do our beliefs come from? What makes us believe what we believe? We can't choose our beliefs, they just sort of happen to us. I know that when I was losing my evangelicalism, I desperately tried to make myself believe in things like the second coming of Jesus, but no amount of telling myself the stuff was true could make me actually believe it. So where do beliefs come from? And if they just happen, can we be blamed for having them? Tricky one, that. Right?
0: Well, there's rather a lot in there,
1: I think. Um, <laughs> it's several episodes, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think to sort of uh, nuance what I was saying last week, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I think it's... Mm. The difference between what you profess and what you believe that's that I think is yes. how I would come round to it and now what I was trying yeah. to make rather clumsily last week that yeah. that we all can and and I think what you what you talked right. about you know it, it's all very well to profess certain things but do you really believe them and I would want yeah. us to grasp personally I've been trying to to live out my beliefs a lot more yeah. and to make sure that that they're in line with my actions really so mm. you know I think it, if you profess to, that, that God is love and you follow a God of love yeah. and then you do violent actions, then you don't really believe that. You know, no. you, maybe it's only for that point as well. Maybe the, yeah. the, you know, 80% of the time you believe it, but then something overrides that belief. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. The difference between what we profess, often in terms of doctrine or stuff, yeah. and what actually is expressed yeah. in our
1: actions. But no, no and I think you're exactly right. And all I'd add to that is, is saying the same thing from a different angle. If you believe that God, you know, sounds loving, but actually in the end he's going to condemn people to eternal damnation and everything, you've got a very angry, violent hmm. God. And that sort of will justify you being angry and violent as well. Because, you know, you're created yes. in God's image after all. So. Hmm.
0: And if you are angry and violent, perhaps I can give you the number of my laptop supplier. <laughs> yeah. Just write
1: in. <laughs> just, just write in, and we'll, that we'll is, move on. That is one email Nick will respond to. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Listen,
0: I've had an email as well. Oh, well, have I, you? Oh, right. It's yeah, about time you read I've, one. Good. I've Thank had you. an email as well. So let me get an. And um, oh, it's from a, It's a, from an old friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's from Ethel. We haven't heard from Ethel for ages. You <laughs> haven't?
1: Where's she no. been?
0: <laughs> She's been curiously silent. I blame lockdown. Anyway, she sure. says, Dear Reverend and Mrs. Davis, yeah. I'm sorry it's been so long since I contacted you. I've been busy doing house-to-house evangelism during this time. I know that the satanic Antichrist world government have told us to stay indoors, mm-hmm. but I serve a higher power and I've been going around knocking on doors and delivering the good news of how angry Jesus is. It's <laughs> good. It's a blessed period because I know people at home so they can't pretend to be out unless they live in Durham. Um, I do make the concession, obviously, of staying four cubits apart to use a more holy and biblical measurement, but that is fine because I can still throw tracks with a great accuracy from that distance. I expect, given your increasing interest in papal festivals, that you will be celebrating Pentecost. In the stone, the heathen tabernacle of grace, we tend to ignore this festival as it leads to a lot of unnecessary enthusiasm. One year, Brother Albert claimed that the Holy Spirit had rained down a golden nugget into his lap. Turned out that one of his fillings had fallen out. Anyway, please remember that the Holy Spirit exists to convince the world of sin and imminent judgment, not to encourage people to wobble around in an unholy manner. Yours in him over there, up there and wearing a face mask. Ethel, sad old person, bracket missus. It's
1: it's lovely to hear from her, isn't it? Isn't it? I've missed her. I'm glad she's been so busy. Round up around the bottom. She has been.
0: She's (laughs) been. She's certainly not been, you know, obeying the lockdown up there. Um, But anyway, uh, Pentecost.
1: Yes. She raises as an issue. And we thought we might talk about it. Well, uh, technically it's tomorrow by now isn't it i mean if you're okay. listening to this on saturday no we're not going to go there it's confusing no,
0: it's too confusing it'll be the
1: 31st of may anyway so it's pentecost and we you know it is I, I i understand it's kind of important do you have any fun historical facts for us knowing that you love uh, fun facts, yes so- it
0: was largely uh invented <laughs> by a, a man called derrick in 1540 no it's, it's not actually it's an interesting one pentecost isn't it because it it is sort of it's one of the oldest and earliest of the church seasons. You know, I mean, there's the Easter and then mm. Pentecost after it is is you know one of the earliest seasons mm. that was ever celebrated. Mm. I do like about it that it was a season of celebration. That it was um, they used to call it like fifty days of Sundays or something, the long Sunday, because you're supposed mm. not to fast and not to kneel during this time. You're supposed to be joyous because it's after mm. Easter and oh. Jesus is back with us. So you're acting out that story. Oh. But after that, I think it got sort of rather. Rather lost, really. You know, it, mm. do, it always seems to be a sort of the 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 oh yes, it's Pentecost kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a rather sort of remembrance of it. Um, and I suppose the thing is, it's 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 all about the Holy Spirit, isn't it? And and part of the mm. reason of that is that everybody's so confused about the Holy Spirit the whole time. <laughs> so <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> exactly the floaty thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the theology of I don't know comes into play, exactly. and we all don't really know what to say about it.
1: really Yes. Yes, exactly right. I mean, there's been lot. There was, I mean, historically, you know, you know this, and um, you, you know, there was lots of lots of talk about Jesus and how exactly Jesus proceeded from the Father. Or did yes, he? yes. But um, but there was more confusion over the Spirit, wasn't there?
0: Well, they didn't really have to do with it. Yeah. What's interesting about it? I just um read a book on the development of doctrine because that's the kind of thing I do. Sadly. Yeah. And yeah. um, the guy who wrote it was um arguing this is one of the things that actually they had to develop this kind of idea they had to deal with it because from the very earliest the church would baptize people in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and that's yeah. really early that they did yeah. that so it was part of of you know church piety as part of what yeah. they did sure so the theologians couldn't ignore it because it was everywhere in the church right. so they had to come up with some explanation of it and of course that eventually it, uh, uh, evolves into the the, trini- the theory of the Trinity. Um, yeah. But it, exactly. it, it it is interesting how long it goes on and how little they end up saying. I mean, they were still debating the divinity of the Holy Spirit in 350 AD, you know, three and a half centuries after Christ. And um, and and I, Yeah, I know. It <laughs> yeah. is interesting. And there were still arguments about it. And there was a group, actually, uh, quite early on in Egypt. I read this. This is good. Um, g- uh, called uh, the Tropicae.
1: Oh, did, did they not have a club? They did have
0: a club, I thought and so. th- and the drinks were free there. I thought so, yeah. Sun and laughter, fun for everyone. Yes, only, exactly. uh, but and also they believed in the <laughs> divinity of God and the divinity of Jesus, but not necessarily the Holy Spirit. So there was a sort of argument about it. Um, right. And there was another group actually talking of funny names,
1: like the 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 the. <laughs> the I think they. I can't remember the the love, names. <laughs> can I just say I love that you know this. Because <laughs> I know you're not reading notes. This is just no, it's, this is just the stuff you carry around with you, and I love it. <laughs> there is a, the Pne- pneumatic.
0: Pneumot- Pneumot- I think they're called the pneumaticians or something like that. They were another group who were who and it, and and the word um, pneumatic. no I can't remember, but the word literally means spirit fighters. So they were kind of fighting well, against it, really.
1: Similar to the Foo Fighters, but not. Yes. Yeah. Or, or or street but, fighters, but much yeah. nicer.
0: Um. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, there was this sort of argument g- going on, and and in the end, even in the Nicene Creed, why I, I mean, it, makes, it always makes me smile. Now, Nicene Creed has all that stuff, you know. We believe in far, God the Father. Believe. Yeah. We believe in Jesus Christ who died. All the all the bits about Jesus Christ, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the bits about Christ, and then it gets and the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, that's all he gets. Yeah, you he gets do, one you line. Do, we don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> At which point I think now, in honour of peace, the anonymous, we get to that bit
1: in the Creed where we all just pause and shrug uh-huh. our shoulders, and go, I don't I know, don't know.
0: <laughs> and then move on. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, I think she must be very offended that we don't. Well, do this is it. Uh, this her, is it. Um, in, indeed.
0: Actually, that you were saying that, did you? I mean, obviously, the thing is, one of the things about the Holy Spirit I find is that we've all grown up hearing a lot about the holy spirit you know or yeah. most of us have you know because yeah. of the big charismatic doodah of yes the indeed yeah 80s and who who didn't go to the charismatic doodah of the 80s Oh, well, we, um, we were all doodahing there i believe yeah and i i do remember hearing that people ministers saying quite vehemently oh no the holy spirit is a he did you yeah. ever hear did that they?
1: No, well, yeah. Yeah, yes, I mean, just yeah, yeah. Because obviously, God there's is no a he. Femininity in God, no, yes. Of don't yeah. be ridiculous. God's a man.
0: Whereas, I don't think the Greek is
1: anywhere like
0: as uh, decided on that. Really, no, um, not the anyway, Hebrew. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. so you know, I think, uh, I think um, uh, we we grow up with all this stuff, and when speaking about the Holy Spirit, it's very hard to actually um, evade all that, isn't it?
1: I mean, you yeah. know, all that stuff about being baptised in the Holy Spirit. Did oh, you have... yeah. And are you a proper Christian or are you one of those second class ones that haven't been baptised in the Yes. Spirit? I mean, Don't are you baptised in, in the Spirit? Yes. Yeah. Have, you, have you fallen over? Yeah. Do you remember that was that was a very disappointing time, the late 80s, if you didn't speak in <laughs> tongues? You you clearly, <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Do you remember oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's never
0: happened to me. I mean, I'm always open to it, but it never, it never happened. And yeah. um, and there was the falling over, and then the the animals mm. and all that stuff. There was all really animals so with there animals. Yeah, do you do you remember the Oh, well, oh yeah, there the, the
1: was the barking, farm noises. Oh, yeah, people were barking a bit. Yeah, they were completely <laughs> barking. <laughs> that was a great move of the spirit. Don't knock it. That's...
0: So, I think I do think that's part of the reason why you know, we are slightly ambivalent about this festival is that we don't really know what to say about the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask you to solve that, Joe, by telling me what should I say about the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: thanks. Great. Good. Well done. Hospital pass. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I... uh, Firstly, let's just answer this honestly. I don't know. Yeah, Um, good. Thank you, PC Anonymous. Yeah. Secondly... The thing that sort of struck me about the kind of um, Joel prophecy, you know, which is much quoted, obviously, at Pentecost, because that's what Peter quoted. So this idea that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh or all people Mm. or whatever Mm. your translation happens to say, all humans. Um, What struck me about this is the idea that the divine is poured out onto all people. And it's that little word, all that I Hmm. kind of wanted to discuss how inclusive when the prophet was speaking those words, did all mean, did all mean I will pour out my spirit on all people. Did it mean just Israel, just your tribe, or did it mean all people? That's someone with Greek, someone with Hebrew could probably give me a better definition of that. I'll ask Ruth, you know, and, and the, and I suppose what I, what I do believe, is that the Spirit is available to all people. Mm -hmm. And this is the scandal of the inclusion, of the, the progressively more inclusive message of the Bible, starting with the people of Israel, starting to be kind and unlike those around them, through the message of Jesus speaking and including all the wrong people, including the sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors and everything, then on to the apostles going beyond jerusalem and on and into the world you know and this spirit availability to everyone uh strikes me as as reinforcing a message of the scandalously good news of the gospel mm. Mm. which is god is available in fact god has poured himself herself into us the spirit is within us all people so we and and i guess in turn that must mean um that what the spirit brings is available to all of us and my understanding you know poor as it is i'm sure is that one of the things that, you know, some of the many things in fact that the spirit brings is love and joy and peace and kindness which is probably the most important human value we need at this time and that's op- and that's available to every single one of us because god has poured his her spirit On all of us.
0: And I think that's exemplified in the Acts story, because the Acts story is about mass communication. It's not about glossolalia. It's not about the the talking in tongues. Actually, it's not what happens. It's about talking in languages. And the metaphor of that is, look at all these people who've come from all over the world, all these Jews from all over the world, and and it's for you in your vernacular. So where you are in the language that you speak... So I think that's an important thing about it as well, that the spirit communicates in the language that you speak. And that could be uh, through through scripture, that could be through sermons, that could be through nature, that could be through art, that could be through all kinds of things. Always wanting to communicate, always wanting to collaborate with us, I think.
1: I love that. Yeah, I really love that. And I just think that's what the artist's role is, to communicate something of God. You know, in what they do, and I think they do.
0: And I, I sense whenever people turn towards God, whenever people, you know, look for something beyond themselves, look for the transcendent, then the Spirit is going to be there because the Spirit is the presence of Christ. I, I think that's how I would look at it in our lives, and yeah, and that's you know that. So I, so I think we get tied up with the Spirit in terms of the spectacular, yeah,
1: you know, about it. The, yeah, it's like the power of God, yes, and therefore it's yeah. the miraculous sign. And,
0: yeah. and we yeah. used to mock it, didn't we? We used to talk about power, you know, there was a lot of stuff about power evangelism. Oh, yeah. And we used to do a whole routine about the power whinging. We did. Which was, yeah. which was actually much more prevalent in the church and much more powerful. Um, you know. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so I think I wouldn't want to push aside the miraculous and the mystical, and um, no. Dave talked about that in his in his email. About the, his charismatic friend, who knew he was ill, was praying oh, yeah. beforehand, yeah, yeah. and yeah. the mystical. But actually, what I quite like about it, and maybe this is a good better voice, is if you look in the liturg- liturgical year, immediately after Pentecost, I think actually after Ascension Day, but I think after Pentecost, we we move into what's called ordinary time. And oh, right. and I, I I've sort of been thinking about that as a reflection that the Spirit comes and you move into ordinary time. That actually, that it's not. It's, it, it, there's something still extraordinary about the ordinary time. That the spirit is with us in in our ordinary day-to-day, in our phone calls with laptop suppliers. In, yes, indeed. <laughs> or, Remember or not, that sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, in our encounters that you're having with people at funerals, in 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 all in our in our encounters yeah. with our family, all this time, that the spirit is with us in ordinary time as well as at Pentecost, and that's the great message, I think,
1: really. You know. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think we shouldn't. We shouldn't get too hung up on the individual components of the Trinity: Father, yeah, Son, yeah. Holy Spirit. I remember. I remember when I moved down to Worthing and moved to Maybridge, and uh, the the minister there. I always thought he prayed so beautifully in public and he'd always, he just prayed to Jesus. And I'm go- I, I, at first I thought, Oh, well, that's wrong. No, that, that's that, that you clearly can't do that. We're expressly told in the Bible to pray to the father through the son, you got all the theology there. And he was just going, Oh Jesus, thank you for this. And Jesus, we really bring you this. And, it, and actually what I saw in him is again, what we talked about before, not the buddy Jesus, but that real sense of personal relationship yeah, with yeah. God that, that calling God Jesus in prayer brought to him. I was quite touched yeah. by it actually. I did to, to me it, it felt like a very intimate and personal connection. And uh and I started doing it because I thought, well I'm not going to be bound by this whole father thing. If if if, like, if if he can do it, I can as well. Um <laughs> and yeah, that I quite good, that's quite good. And it doesn't bother me if people want to refer to God as spirit. You know, I think I think Rachel wants to you know, uses different words to explain, you, you know, d- divine presence, divine one, you know, overarching kind one, whatever it happens, whatever language you use, it, it doesn't matter because the Trinity is present in it all. The relationship of God is close to us. And whether, you know, I think sometimes we spend too long trying to separate out the different roles of God, the different trinitarian rather than remembering that the doctrine of the trinity at its heart is a, is is about relationship of self-emptying love one to another and that mm. spirit comes to us and then we can we can live in grace and love with other people and with the divine so that's, yeah, my, very good. that's my that's my woolly understanding right. of it all. Well, <laughs>
0: and it's not, and I'd like to encourage you by saying it's not just you. I mean, obviously, in the in the early days of the church, they did have all these arguments about, you know, should you pray to the Father and to the Son with the Holy Spirit or through the Holy, and <laughs> and if you believe in a God who isn't going to listen to you unless you get the exact order yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I think fundamentally, I would say to, to 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 God with all humility, it's been a bit unfair because you know, I nobody oh, yes. understands the Trinity. I yeah. think it's, it, it, so. I can't hang around yeah, exactly. until I've got the order right. I'd never pray anything. There's a wonderful thing. Um, Augustine wrote a book called uh, *De Trinitate*, which was his big sort of thesis yeah. on the Trinity. And he accepts absolutely the truth that, that um, you know, there's God who is who is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And nowhere in the book does he ever try and prove it. Not yeah. in all. Not in all the pages. He 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 just says no. It's a it's revelation. You cannot right. prove it. And I Brilliant. think if if Augustine, who always wanted to prove everything, sometimes even yeah. when there was no proof there... You Annoyingly know, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he's also got some good stuff. And he, he, you know, if he doesn't do it, uh, you know, I don't think we should we should worry about it. There's There's quite a lot of the early church fathers end up going, frankly, I don't know. You know, they end yes, up going, good. some say this, some say that, some say the other. In the end,
1: who knows? I'm glad they have the humility to do that. And I wish I others would too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, look... We should we should move on. How about if if you close in yes. Have you got a poem this week or anything
1: I've got a prayer. I've got a prayer. Well, excellent. A kind, of, kind of Pentecost prayer. Um it doesn't have to be just for Pentecost, you can say this every day, but I kinda of like it. Okay. So right. we're finished with this. Thanks for bearing with us as we've rambled through what has been an incredibly difficult episode to record. <laughs> this is the worst one ever. <laughs> but thank you for sticking with us. Um, I, I should say, before we sign off, just a little word about the, um, the Zoom meeting. So it's yep. going to be on Facebook Live now. So basically, if you go to our Facebook page at 7.30 on Wednesday, the 10th of June, you will you will be able to watch Nick and I Zooming together <laughs> and you will be able to send in your questions via the comments. And that seemed the best way to do it, with apologies to all of you who aren't on Facebook and we realise that is a bit unfair. Sorry. Thank you. Yes.
0: And it's 7.30 BST.
1: Yes, indeed. Which yes. is
0: British Standard Time and not a sandwich. That's BLT, yes. I think. Yes. Anyway, in, in over to you. Distinction. Okay. No, thank <laughs> you. Thank you for... Sharing. (laughs) Sharing. From Zoom to Pentecost
1: to the Spirit of God. (laughs) Okay, everyone, here's a prayer for you. Blessed be you, Spirit of God, you speak in every different tongue through the vitality of our language and custom, yet you share with us the common parlance of the heart. Show me the one love across every tribe and neighbourhood as I rise up this morning. Show me the one love across every tribe and neighbourhood as I take my rest this night. Amen.
0: Amen.